Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Humans of James River. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 15, and I'm your host, Ireland Rogan. And you may have noticed I'm in a little bit of a different setup today. And you can see on the screen one of my best friends since literally eighth grade, Miss Lauren Schubert. She's a senior at James River, and she's freaking incredible. So today it's going to be a little bit... so. Both of us, we have both kind of agreed, like we like kind of the podcast format where it's like a best, like two best friends talking. And that's like the majority of podcasts that I listen to. Um, You know, I love the format of my podcast as well, but we just figured it could be kind of fun to change it up. Um, And episode 15, like I'm kind of far in, that's kind of crazy, (laughs) like realizing that. But anyways, (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to kind of be talking today, more of an open conversation about struggles with eating disorders, body positivity, and just the societal standards that are pushed on us, especially as two young teenage girls. Um, And so first, I'm just going to ask Lauren to share a little bit about herself and kind of her personal struggles with that. Yeah, so um, I remember like when the podcast first came out, I was kind of like, I don't know, like if this is something that I would want to share just because it feels like, and it's almost sad, like it feels like it's like so commonplace that I was like, I don't know if it's even like worth saying something you know um but I I, like I don't even know where to start with my story because I think a lot of it is like just like a broader like relationship with food in general um and just like relationship like with my own body image I think for a lot of young girls including myself like that's been something that's been not great like for a long time like since I was very very young like elementary school just like sort of comparing myself to other girls and like you know having struggles with like seeing, you know, the way women are portrayed in the media at like eight years old, seeing like, you know, cover girl commercials and all that stuff and sort of being like, you know, comparing myself in that way, um, which I think every girl sort of does. Um, but then like, I, I would say the, the, I guess like most pivotal or most important part of my story. And like the reason that I wanted to talk about this was I did struggle and I do still occasionally struggle, um, with binge eating disorder. Um, and I think it's actually, it's like the most common eating disorder in the United States, um, which like United States, like diet culture plays a huge role in just like Americans having a screwed up relationship with food, but that's like, that's a whole other topic. Um, but for me, I would say like, I would say it started in like, I don't know, probably like end of seventh grade. Um, I don't think I, I've always sort of had like a weird relationship with food just because of like the household I grew up in. We never had like, um, tons of like healthy food at, at hand or like at the ready. So usually like, you know, I, I was pretty like overweight, I would say, um, going into like middle school ish times. Um, so I usually struggle with like body image and like that kind of thing, just like being overweight, especially in like middle school when like that's all you want is to just like be accepted and be like everyone else. So not being able to control my weight in middle school was really, really hard. Um, and that kind of led to a more intense like eating disorder once I got to like eighth grade-ish times. Um, and what was really weird about it is like, for those who aren't familiar with binging disorder, basically it's like, you it's like it's a mix of everything because like you you'll go through these cycles where you don't eat like anything like I would go through periods of like two to three weeks where I would eat nothing or I would eat like I was always always, sorry I was like always like tracking my calories and stuff um so I would like track and like set my limit for the day at like 500 calories what did you say? Using that My Fitness Pal. Yes, My Fitness Pal and like this like like this app called Lifesum. And it was like it was not okay. Like I literally set it at like 500 or 600 calories for the day, and then I would also like work out and burn like 500 or 600 calories. So I was I was, I was screwing up my metabolism so bad. Um, but I like would go through these cycles where. I'd eat like nothing. And then eventually, like, obviously like your body needs fuel, like just to function, like you, you need calories to like breathe and, and to have your liver work and to have like all these things going on in your body. So I eventually, after like this two, three week period, my body would go into like overdrive mode. Right. So like I would eat nothing and like, it was like mentally just like so taxing beyond being physically taxing, um, eat nothing for two, three weeks. And then there would be like this point where I would just go into like overdrive and I would eat like 
an entire loaf of bread or like an entire box of cereal or both, or like just binge on like anything I could see because my body needed fuel. Like it didn't matter what it was. Like if it was like carbs, sugar, whatever, like I just needed energy and calories for my body to like live. (laughs) So like a lot of times, and I think when I say this, people just think like, oh yeah, like you're dieting and then you break your diet or like you're hungry or whatever. Um, but it was like a much more, like, I would like, I, there were a lot of times where I would like black out (laughs) and like, I would like come back to after eating an entire box of cereal and then be like, just sobbing, like in my kitchen, like just crying because I, in my mind, like I had broken my diet, like I'd broken my diet and I was, you know, a piece of crap. And I was never going to, I was never going to reach my goals. I was never going to be, you know, beautiful. I was never going to, like, I was never going to reach all these standards that I had set for myself. Um, so yeah. And then obviously after I binge, I would continue that cycle again because I'd broken my diet. So it was just really like, it was really toxic. And what, on top of that, like I'm going through this eating disorder and I, I lost a lot of weight, obviously. Like I lost a bunch of weight because I, I wasn't eating. So people that didn't know, like all the time people would say, wow, like you look amazing or you look great. You're losing all this weight. And it was like, in my, like it just reinforced like that this behavior was normal and that it was okay and that it was healthy. Like in my mind, I was just like, wow, like people are noticing, like I'm finally, you know, losing weight and I'm finally, you know, reaching all these goals. And in, in the background, like it was just like, but it's not sustainable and it's not healthy and it's not okay. And like, I'm breaking down every two weeks after <laughs> binging on food. Like it was just a whole mess. Um, and there's still like, there's still so many things where like, I can't, like, I can't, track calories even if it's in like a healthy way because it just like triggers that time and I can't I can't do that again um but I mean I think overall like now I'm just trying to get to a place where like I have a healthy relationship with food and I can like eat as a normal human um and see it as like fuel for my body instead of just like calories or carbs or sugar or like really overanalyze like at the end of the day it's like it's food like just chill out (laughs) and just like eat get your nutrients in move you're good that's it um but yeah that's that was like a really scatter scatterbrain version of my like story yeah beautiful queen (laughs) not at all scatterbrained and you know I this kind of all happened right before we became like best friends. Cause I moved to Roby's in eighth grade. And I remember her talking to me about this for like, you know, the first couple of times. And you know, that's something we both bond over because we've both been the chubby kid for sure. And so now kind of touching on my story, I have always been like chubby. Like I've just always, yeah. I'm, I like, I'm just not built to be skinny. Like that's point blank period, even now. And I'll get to like where I am now, but I'm just never gonna be skinny and I'm like totally okay with that now but as a kid seeing you know Miley Cyrus Selena Gomez all these beautiful beautiful people but they're you know they're more skinny and I just was never that and in elementary school you know as people who listen to this podcast you all know you know I've gone through a lot of stuff especially when I was young and so you know I think it might have been a part of my trauma with you know just with how much maybe I ate or something. I don't feel like I ate that much. I think it's also just literally my genes. Like my, I come from big stock. Like my dad's a big guy. My mom was a big woman. That's just how it is. So, you know, I exercise all the time. Like I was always moving, but I was chubby and I was bullied for that other kid. Like kids would always make fun of me for being fat. (laughs) And so that had a really negative impact on me. Um, but then kind of, so that was like when I lived in New York, a lot of kids, I had plenty of friends and friends who still support me to this day, like yeah. support the podcast and listen, like I love all my friends from Long Island, but there were plenty of kids that made fun of me and because I was weird, I was chubby, you know, I was very extra, <laughs> like that was just who I, who I was, who I am. Um, but so moving to Virginia, you know, I, in middle school, I was still like, I was a little chubbier, but because I had kind of grown a little bit more, like I was a little bit taller, so I kind of evened out a bit. Um, middle school, it you know, I've always had kind of low, you know, low confidence in myself, just especially my appearance, and I think that's kind of taught, especially in young women. Um, you know, you're not beautiful unless you look like this, or you're not, you know, boys aren't going to like you unless you look this way, and that's kind of the way I thought um, as you know, a seventh grader or whatever, and you know, a part of, I think a lot of 
especially, you know, women who are attracted to men, we kind of think, oh, I need to do this to be good enough for a boy. Like I need to look a certain way so that this boy will like me. And I honestly, I still think that way. Like it's kind of programmed in the way I think and a lot of on the way of other, you know, women and probably just, you know, people like just whatever like even girls like literally you're like bi or if you're like lesbian like like it's totally like it's like ingrained in like just whoever you're like it's called like the male gaze or something like we're always subconsciously like we understand that like we are being analyzed or like that we are like being almost like watched by men even if it's not like entirely true so it's always sort of like running in the back of your mind like you know, like when people like subconsciously sort of like stand up straighter or like suck in your stomach or whatever, like, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's literally with like, I think it's literally with any, any human that's attracted to other humans. You like, that's just something that we all think about. And mm-hmm. I think that's just been ingrained in me and plenty of other people since I was really young. So, you know, middle school kind of dealt with that, but it didn't really, I didn't, you know, start, I mean, I've always been like self-conscious, but like, especially like freshman year kind of sudden, I had my first boyfriend, my freshman year. (laughs) (laughs) I was a kid, you know, it's whatever. And so he was, honestly, he was really great to me. Like, I can't say anything bad about him. He treated me like I was a queen. Like he treated Mm -hmm. me so well, but you know, it made me more, you know, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) (laughs) he did treat well you can't say he didn't he treated me i can't he like boosted me bro oh my god anyways (laughs) i can't um all love to him all love um but you know i kind of noticed more about who i was and i wasn't even at like my biggest at that point but you know i've always kind of dealt i've you know, I'm not going to diagnose myself with an eating disorder or anything, but, you know, I think every girl has dealt at least a little bit with like body dysmorphia. And I, more now than ever, I kind of deal with that because you like, just, you can't see yourself as how much you actually weigh and like weight is just such a huge thing. But anyway, so kind of going now to my junior year. Um, so last year, um, especially pre COVID, I was at my heaviest. Like I have always been like overweightish but I was like very big like looking back at pictures of myself I was like oh my gosh like I was kind of real chubby and the thing is like I was still you know I ate relatively well I worked out but not as much as I probably should have been um and so exactly like about a year ago from now I decided I wanted to go on the ketogenic diet which means I don't eat a lot of carbs or sugars and I wanted to work out six days a week. And so now I've, it's been a year. I've been working out six days a week for a year and been keto for a year and I've lost 40 pounds. So I'm at a completely different place now than I ever, than I've ever, I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my life, which is awesome. But you know, I have been done that thing where I've tracked my calories and that was really, and I tried to fast and that was really bad for me. That was horrible. And I already like, I easily pass out. Like I, the way I don't like sweat a lot. So my body just, well, I'll just like literally pass out. And so I felt the, I did that for like a month or two. And I just always felt like I was going to like pass out. Like it was real bad, but you know, I've learned from those mistakes. I've learned what my body can do. And for me, the keto diet works. Like, and I do, I think I do it in a pretty good way where I'm fair with myself and I let myself eat, but it's what I'm eating. It's not what I'm like, I I eat veggies. I eat protein. I don't eat, I'm, you know, some keto foods does have like a little bit of sugar, but yeah, not too much that like dark chocolate I can eat and trust me I eat it especially when I'm on my period and <laughs> I'm will be totally open about that um yeah. and you know, I, I will let myself have that stuff but then I also I work out six days a week but I wake up early before school I do my workout and you know I play lacrosse I'm I'm going to school next year to play lacrosse and so I'm also an athlete so all of that added up I've lost a ton of weight and now I see myself like it's kind of hard like I took pictures with my friends the other day because it was spirit week and I was looking at myself I was like, Oh my God, like I look like that. I was like, dang. I was like, okay, I look kind of good. But like when I'm in my own, my own body and myself, I'm like, Oh, you know, I kind of still sometimes see myself as being that bigger person, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm real healthy. I 
And I'm like very proud of myself for how far I've come. Um, I think it's like a very, sorry. I think it's like a very like fine line to walk though for a lot of girls as far as like, am I being healthy or am I dipping into like, like even like, cause a lot of people don't want to diagnose themselves with like an eating disorder if it's not like super extreme. But I think it's so important for people to recognize like disordered eating and like, just like those thoughts, you know, like seeing food as like good or bad or like associating like a moral like dilemma around food. Like it's not good to be doing. So even if you get yourself like doing that, like it doesn't have to be like this huge thing. Like you can just be like, Hey, like check yourself. Um, and just make sure that like, you're checking in with yourself, like mentally, like, is this healthy for me? Is this bringing me joy? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And sort of balancing that with like being healthy and having discipline. Whereas like the other extreme of that is like just disordered eating and like being too hard on yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point. And I know when I had first started keto and even now, like my friends, <laughs> including, I know you have like, are you okay? Like, is this striving yourself are you blah 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 but and I think that's something that's super easy for people to slide into once starting any diet like because you're in that headspace like okay I want to drop pounds and you're focusing a lot on the weight and I try not to but it's just you know as humans like you focus on you focus on how how much you're losing versus gaining um Mm -hmm. and the thing about weight especially for girls like our weight fluctuates like crazy like and that's something that's super hard. So, I mean, I personally try not to weigh, my, weigh myself that much because I feel like it's just not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's different for a lot of people. And it's kind of annoying. Boys can lose weight so quickly. Oh, and applause yeah. to you guys. But for girls, it's really tough because, you know, we have, I guess, stuff to hold, like, children yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we're literally <laughs> meant to, like, hold more bags. We're supposed to, like, have babies or something. So. Um, we have like organs yeah I don't know it's like and I I talked to Lauren about this I've talked to many of my friends about this but like that little bit of fat that you have on your stomach like you know like the lower like your lower abdomen everyone has that but that is literally your uterus (laughs) and girls are like girls are like like, girl that is literally your uterus like you need to chill out it's so inconvenient though (laughs) like why I know because literally like Oh my god, the beauty standard is literally to like not have a rib cage and not have a uterus, but yet still have like these big hips. And I'm like, I that's not no. So like you try to look like electric woman, electric woman from The Incredibles. But literally, <laughs> Alaska girl, Alaska girl, <laughs> Alaska girl type B. Literally though, if I could have her body, that's not healthy of me to say, but Queen looks great go off animated woman <laughs> the way that like oh my god the, the way that like women's bodies will also go like in and out of style oh, oh my god no, like bad. I've seen so many like I see like on TikTok like millennials that are like you know oh like Gen Z has it so easy now like I remember in the 90s like it used to be like you you had to have no butt and just be like so tiny and weigh 100 pounds and like you know no boobs like you're just supposed to be like a stick like nothing like you guys are able to have hips and you're able to have thighs and it's like this is not the issue, y'all. Like, the issue is that women's bodies are going in and out of trend, uh, like, in and out of style. Like, they're trending. Like, that's not, no, that should never be okay. Like, exactly. ugh, yeah, that, the, that, the standard is, like, changing for different generations. It's just, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And now, you know, this is going to, like, you know, to the societal standards that are set for women. And mm-hmm. I do find it really interesting that you know, especially other women will be like, oh, you girls have it easy now. That, there's no, no easy. There, first of all, there's no massage. I'm like, girl, we can't, we can't go against each other at this point. Like, <laughs> no, not, we're, we should be supporting each other, but that's beside the point, I guess. But I, I do, you know, find it very interesting how women's bodies can just go in and out of style. You can see it through literally all of time. Like since yeah, the beginning of time, women's body has been going in and out of style as you know, our society has grown and how, but like grown in like the wrong direction. Like it's horrible. And you see, you know, all these women who get work done to themselves to look a certain way, but I think you can get work done to yourself if you make your, if it makes you happy, then do it. Like do whatever makes you happy, but also, you know, it's it's hard sometimes being like, you know, a young girl looking up to someone like Kim Kardashian, who's gotten that work done, that it's unrealistic for you to do that without getting that surgery. And so it causes, but then also 
those women shouldn't be doing things because thinking about how it could affect others that should be for yourself. There's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard for celebrities, I think. And it's hard for those celebrities to, because they're also, okay, I think, okay, no. I'm all over the place. But I'm thinking about like Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is a year older than us. She is a kid and she doesn't show her body like at all. Like she, that's her whole thing. Like she does not show it. But the t- one day she's wearing like a tank top to go like see her brother. Like, and she was just caught by the paparazzi and then she was hated on. She was fat shamed. First of all, you don't even know what this girl's body looks like. First, second of all, she's a 19 year old girl. Right she's like immediately sexualized. I was like, this is, because you know, she's this at, point. Yeah. why doesn't, why doesn't Billy show her body? Why doesn't Billy show her body? The minute she goes out in a tank top and then you should understand why, because y'all do this like she's sexual and it's gross she is 19 she's i got you could consider her more of a curvy body type and and she's just sexualized and you wonder why this young girl doesn't show her body and it's because all of these her and it's gross her beauty her She's beautiful, but we should be focusing on her beautiful personality and her beautiful music, not her her body. Why does that matter to anyone? Like that's no one's business besides her. Is besides her, you know? Like it's point blank period, and it annoys me that people are like, "Oh, why don't you show it more?" That's her decision. That is not yours. You don't know what it feels like to be in the public eye. And I don't know what it feels like to be in the public eye, but I can only imagine how much. And she's so young. Like, she's literally a year older than us. Like, I, and she's been in the limelight. And she's like, her first hit was when she was like 15. You know, that's, it makes me sad. Like, poor thing. I had like a head on her shoulders, I think. And she has a great support system, but. I'm always, like, amazed at, like, all the women in Hollywood. Like, I just, like, specifically, like, I remember growing up hearing about, like, Disney stars. And, like, you hear about, like, Demi Lovato and, like, Selena Gomez and, like, all these girls that have, like, they, and, like, even, like, Taylor Swift. Like, people, like, just growing up in that era, like, in the music industry and just, like, TV and Hollywood. Like, they grow up with, like, these insane standards for, like, the way they're supposed to look, like, for the show or for, like, the public eye. And it's, like absolutely impossible to achieve and I just always think about like how mentally taxing that has to be like I've just listened to like I've listened to clips of Taylor Swift talking about like her eating disorder and like Demi Lovato talking about her issues with like Demi has like like, this is just you're just putting these girls through hell at like such a young age and for what like literally for nothing like who like who are we trying to impress like we're trying to impress the eight-year-olds watching Disney like no like it just puts pressure on those young girls that are watching Disney to do the same thing and also have a screwed up relationship with food and also like not love their own body. It's just, it's like an endless cycle. And then like, who are, it's like, who, at the end of the day, who is benefiting from this? No one, literally no one. Exactly. And then also on Disney, then it's not talked about. Like those issues aren't talked about until those celebrities as adults are like, oh my gosh, like this is like, they're realizing that like, they're uncovering their own trauma. Cause as, you know, they're young teenagers or preteens. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know anything. This is all they've known. And so now a lot of, you know, the ones that we really watch are now adults. Like, they're in their 20s and 30s. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, oh my God. Uh, like wow. And then, but, you know, none of these bigger topics are talked about for kids on Disney. Like, it's never. And I think, I mean, I don't follow up with Disney that much. But I, hope, I, I think it might have. It may have become more inclusive with like just size and I'm hoping that, and race and everything, but it's still just like I'm hoping that more so now we see like because I think there's always been like a, not like a ton, but they're like now they're trying to incorporate like more like obviously like races, genders, sexualities, like all that kind of stuff. But also like I'm hoping that we can eventually branch out from like the fat you know, character or the overweight character being like just the comedic relief or like the funny character. We can have an overweight character or like a curvy girl that's like not, you know, just like the comedic relief on the side or like they just like, they aren't like they're, they're never portrayed. I feel like as beautiful. They're always just portrayed as like funny or silly or like, you know, like it's always just like, yeah, yeah, they're like the funny fat character, you know, like, and I, I'm really hoping we get away from like that narrative and it's more so just like, they can also be beautiful. Like they don't just have to be like the funny fat friend, you know? 
Yeah. And if it's maybe like a curvier girl, then they're portrayed sometimes as like a hoe. Like, I know. Completely sexualized just because of something that literally you can't even control. And also, I'm like, having a curvy body is not something that's sexual. It has just been made sexual by our society. Mm-hmm. And speaking, you know, I would consider my body type to be curvy. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I have a curvy body. Like I, <laughs> I don't need to be talking about my body, but um, the speaking from having that, like I can, I, okay. This is more sharing of just my personal experiences, but I work in a restaurant and I work with, I, my customers, a lot of them are, you know, older people are older men. And Mm -hmm. I think because of the way I look, I do get hit on by them or have comments made about myself and my appearance by these older guys who are far older than how old I am, or they just assume Uh that it's okay to make these comments about my body because I am curvy. And because they say, you look so much older than 18, that doesn't make it okay. And so I think, I I mean, it's really not just for the curvy body. I've just seen it more, especially recently, since sometimes I guess right now that can be perceived as the quote unquote in style body type, which is you know, as we talked about gross, that that's even a thing, like no body touch should be in style, but also that could happen to literally any female of, with any body type, or, I mean, it could happen to men too, you know, I'm just speaking because I am a woman and I've experienced, you know, I can't speak on anyone else's experiences, yeah. but, you know, it's just kind of gross, <laughs> like, like, okay, boy, <laughs> not boys, okay, men, grown men, <laughs> like, <laughs> with your wife next to you, <laughs> like, I'll do this. I hate that it's like, I hate that like it was brought up. Like, I feel like that sort of thing like comes from like, okay, well, if I'm not supposed to call this girl, you know, fat or whatever, then like she's curvy. So like, I'm going to sexualize her. And then I'm going to call that like a compliment. It's like, oh, mm, no, no, that's not, that's not good either. Like, you know, putting her down for having curves is one thing but then also like calling it a good thing to then like sexualize her and then call that a compliment and say like well at least I'm not calling you fat it's like oh no thank you sir like that's not the other side of that coin like that's not the alternative and that's not what you should be doing it's sad yeah it's makes me sad is that it's a whole another issue on itself just like the over sexualization of women um I know I mean in America but also definitely all over the world globally it's a thing like and it's real 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 upsetting especially thinking about i know lauren you don't want kids but i want like a million kids (laughs) (laughs) i hope that my daughters and my sons and who you know whatever i don't know what children i will have (laughs) but um, i i just i thinking about like my future children i don't want them to grow up in a place where, especially like, I, I want my girls to feel like they can walk alone at night without being scared, yeah. which is something that we can't do. Like we nope. can't, I'm, I'm going to school in DC next year and I'm a little scared. Like I'll have my friends with me, but that's also just a group of girls walking by themselves in a major city. Like we shouldn't have to feel so afraid. And that's, I know it's really upsetting. Yeah, I don't want future generations to have to feel like that. Hopefully we're able, I mean, I feel like Gen Z is quite progressive, especially in comparison to former generations. Um, But also Gen Z has a lot of its own problems, you know? Um, But I hope- I think it'll take more than like a few generations. Like, I think it's going to be a a while before like, and I don't like, I obviously like, uh, like optimally we want to like achieve like full like but it, I think it's going to be a while just because it's so ingrained into like your psyche from a young age and it's just like so ingrained into your society like that it's like there's so many things subconsciously that people do like girls and guys that just like adhere to this like standard so it's it's yeah. it's rough but I'm hoping we get there yeah for sure 
All right. So now that we're kind of on the topic of our generation, Generation Z, I Gen, if you will. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I Gen. That's like the boomer term for it. I'm like, yeah, I'll hear that. Like all the old people that we go to church with <laughs> consider us as I Gen, which uh, is I-Gen. kind of gross. <laughs> but not identify with I Gen, I identify with Gen Z. I also don't identify with the millennials because they're also great. Oh, ma'am. No, ma'am. We're kind of on like the older side of Gen Z too. So sometimes I feel yeah. like we're like borderline, like very close. We're not, okay. We're not as close as like- We're not millennials, but we're like, we're kind of close. Not, hey, I'm not identifying with it. <laughs> no millennial hate here, but- No, we love the millennials. We, we love just, everyone. Love to all. Anyways, <laughs> You, know, you can tell they were raised by boomers. That's all I'm going to say. You can tell the, the millennials were raised by boomers. <laughs> Period. <laughs> anyway, um, so for our generation, a huge thing is TikTok. And if you're listening to this and you're unfamiliar with TikTok, it is basically uh, just a social media platform for, it's, it's mainly, you know, teenagers and young adults that use it that make comedy videos or style videos just like it's just like short um 15 to 30 second videos of whatever you really want it to be and it's extremely popular it has blown up especially during the pandemic <laughs> it has just gone crazy because everyone's bored in quarantine so you can see anything from comedy like dances to anything um yeah. so that's kind of a little bit on tiktok and that's like a huge thing for generation z like um I think all of my friends are on TikTok. Like literally, I don't know anyone who's not on it. And if you're not on it, that's not a bad thing. It's probably it's honestly a good thing. Yeah, no, I've known multiple multiple people, including Lauren, who have had to take time off of TikTok. Yeah, I've had I've had to like legit like block myself because I'm like, oh no, no. Like I can I can the thing is like I can take myself off Instagram, but TikTok is just like the plot, like, oh, the way they design these things is just like so, like it's meant to reel yeah. you in, and I'm just like, it's similar to YouTube, especially like with no. short attention spans, it's like a little like, YouTube, so it's like, it's like addicting, but but so Generation Z has kind of cumulated like this whole body positivity movement, especially mm-hmm. on TikTok. Like it's kind of everywhere, but especially on TikTok. And I've noticed there's a lot of good things about it. And there's a lot of not so good things about it. And there there's like people- different, like there's like pockets in the movement. Like there's like, di- there's like different sections of people in the movement that like everyone's taken it a little bit differently. And now it's just like kind of weird and divided. So I don't know. No, it's really weird. And there's people literally on TikTok that describe like, they would describe themselves as a body like positivity influencer or like describe them as like someone who makes videos like that, which some of them are great. Like there are definitely some people on TikTok or on social media that are really great and, you know, make you feel good about where you are with your body and whatever. But there's yeah. also a lot of issues with the body positivity movement um, that, you know, Laura and I have both kind of agreed on that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like you're only body positive towards certain body types. Like sometimes it would be more of an overweight woman talking and kind of dissing the skinnier people or, you know, the midsize, midsize people don't really get a whole lot of representation in the whole movement. Like they're kind of just like looked over like it's only the skinny people and the overweight people. And there's nothing. You set the standard or you don't. And that's it. You're either there or you're not. Or if you're. Okay. So where are we at with like the eight ten girls, eight ten twelve, which I feel like is like the more common size. Women, like I know that's where both of us kind of fall. Yeah, I sort of fall like in the middle size. More mid sized girls, and so it's kind of like, um, are we included in this? Like, yeah. do they also think that we're beautiful? Not that it matters, like, but like, it's like almost like the way I've seen it, like the the dialogue between like the more like skinnier girls and like the overweight girls is like there's like this battle for attention and so it's like a it's like a conversation of like who has it worse like you know I'm super skinny but I'm still insecure oh but I'm really fat and I'm more insecure than you are and it's like it gets like competitive almost between the two groups like they're like no no I have it worse and it's like can we chill out with that please like it feels so like gross to just like no no I'm more insecure than you are it's like um no thank you 
<laughs> like, like that's not that shouldn't be the purpose of this movement and I think I know. it's human nature that it will become something like that like that's just bound to happen um, people are always going to take stuff like that yeah exactly and you know I don't blame anyone for feeling that way like you know since we're, we're both mid-sized girls so we're both kind of just like in the middle like do we even fall into this like hey guys I'm here, but whenever I see like mid-sized girls on TikTok being like are you guys also this size like I know <laughs> like, uh is anyone else just like a size exactly like I have found my people but you know I think like the largest issue with it besides you know just the not total inclusion of all sizes is that there are overweight women bashing skinny girls and there are skinny girls bashing overweight women. Yeah. And I don't like defeating the whole purpose. It's defeating the whole purpose. Exactly. And we should be including all body types in this because everyone is beautiful. And um Laura and I have also talked about we've talked about this stuff a lot. So but um like you can't compare a mountain to a sunset and their beauty because they are both completely different. And that's what I always tell myself when I'm comparing myself to others because everyone does it. And then also yeah. I have this like little quote on like a post-it note on my mirror. It's like admire someone else's beauty without um, like tearing down your own. And yeah. I think something to definitely remember, especially when talking about this whole body positivity movement is that you are beautiful, but so is literally everyone else. Like- yeah. Well, I always think that, like, there's always, like, how many people, like, and that's something I've tried to do, like, more often now is, like, when I think someone is beautiful or I, like, think of a compliment, like, I'm going to say that out loud because it makes my day when people do that to me. Um, And, like, I just think about, like, how many people, like, there was someone the other day that said, like, they really loved my eyebrows. And I was, like, I have good eyebrows. eyebrows. Okay, but, like, I hate my eyebrows. And so for everyone to be, like, no, I really love your eyebrows. It just really made me rethink, like, okay, all the perceptions that I have about myself. Like, first of all, no one's thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like, there are going to be so many people that are envious of the things that you literally hate about yourself. Yeah. Like, and vice versa. Like, you could love something about someone and they're like, oh, no, I hate that. I think I'm so ugly. Like, I hate my I hate my hips or I hate whatever. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, there's always going to be someone that's jealous of you and there's always going to be someone that you really envy and it's just, like, all subjective yeah every every part of it (laughs) like it's all like in your own head it's great and I think that's also tying back to like the societal standards I think it had a lot to do with that but I agree like you could totally just hate something about yourself that someone finds absolutely beautiful and wishes they had Mm because everyone we're never happy with what we have like like in a very you know simple type of example like I was talking to one of our friends Anjali Sharma the other day and Anjali has very beautiful curly hair and I have very straight hair and she's like Ireland like how's your hair so straight like I wish my hair was that straight I was like girl I wish my hair was that curly as yours she's like no you do not want that I'm like no you do not want this so just like the most simple stuff about the texture of your hair that you may not be happy with but someone else wishes they had exactly the whole this epitome of like the feet like just females yeah. like this is just how we are and it's like so it's definitely guys too I just guys don't talk about it as much which I think has to do a lot with you know the toxic masculinity in our society which is another thing that you know neither of us can even speak on because we're not men but yeah. I have plenty of guy friends who I've talked with about with this because it makes me sad for them but I definitely just anyone any human being if you're a human you've dealt with this like it's just how it is and it's human nature sadly um but I do find it interesting um with that and even like you know on TikTok and on social media like you see all these people and it's typically TikTok's more like of less like your perfect life like there's definitely a lot of weird like (laughs) I love TikTok for that though like that's it's like I think TikTok is good and bad for our society because yeah. I think there's a lot of good on it. Like there is a lot of good, like showing like real stuff or, oh, oh, there's like those, um, those TikTokers, this is talking about the positive stuff now, but um, like that have dealt with eating disorders and they're like, they sit down and have like a meal with you and help people. Yes, I love that. And I love that. And it's just sweet. And it's like, 
you can it's like okay we'll take a bite at the same time and it's okay if you don't want to but I think it could no. be really good and it could help your body function for the rest of the day and I just know that it's helped so many people and I've seen like people do wedding like this boy who was duetting who dealt with an eating disorder and he was like crying and he was just thanking the person like for thank you for doing that like this is all I've eaten and it's because of you and like there are so like as much as you can bash on TikTok and say you know sometimes it is unhealthy to spend like a lot of hours on it like, it's unhealthy. there's also so many like dietitians and therapists on oh, TikTok yeah, all where I'm like this is like really like they're just like little things little tips where I'm like that has really changed the way I see certain things oh yeah because there are like because pro- professionals have realized this is where the kids are like this is how I can get kids to like get real information and I you know on the flip side of it I've also seen like people like <laughs> like, like the vagina doctors gynecologist I'm I'm honestly afraid of them but I'm like gynecologist <laughs> talking about like like women's health and like important things that kids you know or like even like sex ed teachers like people about real things who are educated enough to talk about it and it's beneficial for kids to just see that on their for you page and be like oh like that makes sense like it's real like licensed people like you can like, like look the them up but they are real like they know what they're talking about find you instead of you having to find because like, you're not gonna look up like I'm not gonna look up that stuff where like I'm not gonna, like on Instagram like I follow who I follow and then that's it whereas like on TikTok like I can like anyone like go on the explore page a lot on Instagram oh, but like I've never on TikTok like I'm pretty much only on the for you page like I'll go through my following but like I it's more geared toward the for you oh, page so I'm discovering new information all the time which obviously like there's a lot of false information on TikTok TikTok. but but there's a lot um, of real good stuff where you're toward, like the dietitians and the therapists and stuff can find you instead of you having to seek them out and like find them period that is so yeah I think it, I know and I do want to I like being more positive than negative on things so I think this is <laughs> Same. I'd rather just focus on that than like no I know which I, there are plenty yes but there's plenty of bad things on TikTok but they're also plenty of good and I think that's something that makes TikTok unique is the for you page and that you you know obviously I I just like don't even really check my following as much as like my for you page. like my for you page is what I stay on um and people can find you and you can find really great information that you might need and the analytics although can sometimes be off but like sometimes they really show you what you need to see or they based on what you've liked can show you like if you've like one dietitian, they even see more and then you can follow them and learn more about their stuff. And there's just plenty. I don't, I don't know any by name really, but there, I know there are good ones on there that um, probably have really great resources. And I have, if you are struggling with like an eating disorder or just anything, I have plenty of resources on the human doom giver website that you can check out. Um, Or if you, if you would like to find out more, you just need someone to talk to, you can feel free to DM me or DM Lauren or just Anyway, like we're all, we're here for you. So just saying, just plugging that in there. But Lauren, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Um, The people, the humans of James. I don't know. I feel like, okay. One thing that I do want to say um, is that I know there's probably gonna be a lot of girls that listen to this um and like guys too and I know guys can also struggle with obviously with like body image and, and eating disorders, but just for like, the girls that are listening I just want to say that like I hope that like listening to this like makes you feel like it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff like you think like even like when I was not like I didn't want to go on the podcast like it's like you think that it's not important and you think that like you you don't need to talk about it but it's so like even if it's just like you struggling like with you know being too hard on yourself as far as like dieting or working out goes or like you feeling uncomfortable in your own body are you not loving yourself are you doing xyz like it's okay to talk about that stuff like it's okay to struggle with that stuff as well like literally everyone does and it's okay to have like a conversation about it instead of making it into like this huge like big thing like it does not have to be like this massive thing like because we all struggle with it on some level we can all talk about it on whatever level we feel comfortable so just know that like if you're struggling with that kind of stuff go to a friend, go to someone you trust, go to community or whatever, like DM somebody. Um, because just talking about it can help you like work through it. And at the end of the day, we just like, you just want to be mentally and physically like healthy. So yeah, don't like, don't downplay those kinds of issues just because you think they're common. 
because it doesn't make them any less important, I guess. That's what I was saying. Period. I 100% agree with everything Lauren just said, and especially, you know, one of the major motives of this platform and of this capstone project is that no matter how big or how small you may believe your story is, it is still incredibly important and incredibly valid and it, it deserves to be shared if you are comfortable with that. And I think it, this topic is something literally every single person can relate to, like yeah. in some capacity, like I think everyone can like relate to this in some way. And I think it's extremely important to talk about. And if you are struggling with anything like that, like I said, like Lauren was saying, you know, reach out to a family member, a friend to me or to Lauren or to a counselor, to literally anyone or like Dr. Volker, like our principal, like she will, yeah. I think she's, I mean, I, I just love her. She's amazing. She will answer all of your emails. Like literally just, anyone you can reach out to anyone to refer just you know in your personal life whatever you're comfortable with but it is definitely something that's super important to talk about and I'm really lucky and glad that I have someone like Lauren to come on to the podcast and talk (laughs) on the podcast it's very fun always and forever queen I hope people are listening to this like in their car. Like I hope people like because I listen to podcasts all the time. Like, yeah, literally, that's all. Car, or like on the way somewhere, or just like when I'm like cleaning, like doing whatever. Yeah. Like I hope someone's just like listening to this and it feels just like a combo because those are the best kind of podcasts. Yes, I agree. You're hey, you're the third person in this little combo. <laughs> you are the third person in this combo. Okay. Right? I told you to know that. Speak your speak your piece now. Speak your piece now. We're giving you space. I know. Moment, moment of <laughs> silence for you. <laughs> I would, if I were listening to this, I'd be like, okay, let me do, let me speak my piece. Okay, okay, yes, let me say my piece. I would literally talk back to the people. I'd be like, period. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, though, I'd be like, watching my face. I'd be like, yes, ma'am. I'm just lonely. Maybe I spent too much time inside. Girl. <laughs> no, I did the same thing. Maybe that's why we're besties. I don't know. I don't know. I also find it interesting. This is literally like a normal conversation, like we have, like on the yeah, regular. I, I know. This is, this is completely just who we are as people. Like we just talk about this stuff all the time. I know. Cause it's interesting. Like it's, yeah. it's like, it's cool to talk about. It's like, I agree. like sometimes it's sad. Like I'll be like, sometimes it's sad, but like it's, it's overall very interesting. Like it's, I think it's fun. For sure. Well, do a little, I'll do a little conclusion here. <laughs> okay, how do you want to wrap this up? Oh, <laughs> another. What are you drinking? Please don't this tell me about milk. Girl, no, I listen. Homegirl <laughs> really out here drinking milk. Um, I know y'all are gonna hate on me because no, I'm drinking no, a whole no, glass of milk, like just straight milk. But I was having, I was having chocolate earlier, and so I'm like finishing the milk with my chocolate. Oh, queen. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, okay. No, hey. Hey. I also no. have a water bottle here and I have coffee. So okay. I'm, I'm thinking of it as like milk in my coffee, but like just different. I don't know. <laughs> hey, no one hate on Lauren Schubert. This is not sponsored by Oat Milk. This is a non judgmental environment, Lauren. <laughs> this is not, this episode is not sponsored by Oat Milk. <laughs> what is it? Wait, isn't there like the one big brand? What is it called? Uh, oh, I think I no, I drink the the only one. Yes, that yes. one. That's, the, that's the one Starbucks just got. I can't drink it though. It's not keto. Oh, rest in peace. What do you drink? Almond milk. Yeah. Just don't drink cow's milk, y'all. No, please don't. I'm kidding. Don't. You don't judge me. This is a non-judgmental environment. <laughs> it's a non-judgmental zone, but like also, also don't drink cow's milk. milk scares me. <laughs> so when, especially when you're drinking like whole milk I'm like no if you're drinking whole milk in 2021 if you're drinking whole milk in 2021 Lord, Lord help your soul oh god you got some other things like DM me if you are drinking whole milk in 2021 I will I will take you out of that dark place I will help <laughs> we will get you some help oh I'm talking to you Camille Ryder <laughs> homegirl loves her some milk but period as she should as she should play okay all right we don't judge we don't judge here we don't (laughs) i hope some of our teachers are listening to this 
<laughs> they're like, and I hope they're drinking some whole milk right now. Johnny, you, Mr. Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he does. Maybe we'll ask him. I'll ask him on Monday. Tomorrow. Oh my God. Tomorrow's Monday. LOL. All right. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking with me and sharing parts of your story, but also just being open to having this conversation. And I really hope it helps others um, as well. If you, you know, just some shameless self promo here. If you do not already follow the Human of the Dream River on Instagram and Facebook, it is at Humans of JR Pod as well. You can visit us at the website, www.humansofjamesriver.com. Um, you can also, so if you're not listening to this on the website, you can also listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, just type in the Humans of Dream River and it should pop right up. Don't forget to leave us a review and rate us with those little stars. It just helps more people find this platform. Um, oh, and when this is coming out, we would have already had our March teacher panel, um, which isn't, we're pre-recording this. So I don't know how it went, but I bet it went super well. It's really exciting and just be on the lookout for the April panel. It's going to be really super duper great. And I'm excited about it as I always am. Um, but yeah, I believe that's everything. So thank you guys for all of the love and support that I've received. Um, this platform wouldn't be a thing if you weren't here listening to it and even watching it. Like this is the first one that you can kind of watch which is kind of scary. <laughs> so, hey, I'm using Zoom for this one, which I usually don't use Zoom, but you know, I hope, I hope you guys like it. Just let me know if you want to see more things kind of like this. Um, if you like seeing our faces, if you don't want to see my face, that's totally yeah, okay. Too. Don't um, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great day, week, you know, whenever you're listening to this, um, we're always here for you and yeah. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>